My name is Cassie Summers. Welcome to the Curious Universe podcast. Hello, my curious friend. Thank you for joining me today on the show. I would like to explore with you a world of magic, mystery, possibility, of potency and power, a world where all of our greatest fantasies, dreams can actualize. We're told at some point in our life, you know, Santa Claus isn't real. No, you can't fly. I know you think that you flew, but you can't. (laughs) See, you broke your arm. That was me. (laughs) We're told the limits, the limitations. And then there's definitions about magic that are so incorrect that actually create a pretense, a non-magic, but what if we have a capacity to unlock magic here, but also bring new magic here? but it takes us being willing to be that, to open up those spaces, to magnetize those possibilities. My sense is that a lot of truly magical people are either locked in so into the matrix that they cannot see how magical they truly are or they're terrified to acknowledge how truly different they are but you're not alone it's not all on you and this world is pretty amazing like I know I'm saying that and during the time if you're ever listening to this in the future Um, you know, the world does not seem amazing right now. (laughs) The world seems like it's in more torment than it's ever been before in some ways. And, you know, and other people could argue, um, it's been worse, but there's an awakening going on. And I'm guessing you probably already know that. It's an awakening of consciousness, of awareness, but it's also an awakening of possibilities because as our consciousness expands, as we wake up 
to what's actually true, then we now have the capacity to alter, to change, to manipulate the very structures of this reality. We create something new here. We create a new reality by every choice we make. I, if I could have any reality, and then this is already my reality, but if I could like wave a wand and change the world, it would be to create a world where true magic is in all forms and all ways. It's included in the world. What is true magic? What is it to you? What do you know? It can be, oh, I got a parking spot on a Saturday downtown when it's impossible to get a parking spot. That's magic. You've got a sale on a beautiful dress that you really wanted. That's magic. What else? What else is possible with magic actualizing here on planet Earth that seems so, so fantasy? It seems like such in the fantasy world. Why do you think the fantasy world is such a lucrative world? <laughs> it's a place where people go and, and it's, I think some judge it as an escape. But what I believe is that people are creating realms of magic all over because they, they have bought that they can't have it here. So they'll create it out there. So at least they can be in that world, the world of magic, which is more congruent for them than this world. I noticed for me, when I look at the, the structures and the limitations and the systems of this reality, I'm like, this is just weird. <laughs> Why can't we just ask for something and have it show up? That's so much more congruent for me. Because it's true for me. There are beings that don't have bodies that communicate all the time with me. That's just normal. That's been my whole life. Objects speak to me. They communicate. That's just normal to me. That's more congruent for me. A world where everything is alive. And everything's willing to contribute. And then you have the peoples, right? That makes things a little bit wonky sometimes. You have this beautiful earth. <sighs> All this nature, this growth, these plants, these animals, the water, the ocean, the clouds, the sun, the stars, the moon. You have this miraculous universe and everything has this hum, this vibration, this harmony, this willingness to be in contribution with you. And then you have these people that walk around like 
magic doesn't exist. Like the moon doesn't talk to you. What, are you crazy? <laughs> the universe doesn't care if you um, get what you ask for. There is no universe. There's no universal energy. It's just, you know, gas and dust and particles. It's so interesting when we start to learn to deny what we know about magic. And, you know, if you were a kid that did try to fly and it's not working, why isn't it working? It can almost be confusing. Or maybe you had a lot of telepathic capacities and you were telepathically communicating with your parents and they never responded. Could you imagine trying to talk to someone and they just ignored you for years? How many years would it take you for you to stop believing it was true, that it was possible? Five years at the age of five, at the age of seven, at the age of 10. you've been communicating telepathically with your loved ones and they do not respond. You start to believe that it can't be true. So then a lot of us shut it down. And then, and then what I'm noticing right now is people are awakening to those capacities and going, Oh my God, I think I used to, this as a kid. I used to, you know, be this way with my pet. I used to, me and my sibling were always like, could know what each other's were thinking or my, me and my best friend, you know, she would have a headache and then I could just suck it out of her. And um, yeah, this is just the tip of the iceberg guys. Like I'm so excited that people are starting to explore this and that people are awakening to it. But I hope you know that this is not all that there is. This is just the beginning. There's so much more magic available. So much more possibility that you can't even cognitize. You cannot put it into enough definition for your brain to understand. But your being knows it. It knows the truth of magic. It knows the truth of creation as if by magic and living as if by magic. So yeah, I have a membership and I get together with a couple of uh, <laughs> really wonderfully bizarre people. In this group of wizards, we explore the outer edges of magic and we're asking continuously to open up spaces for all of us. So we go to the outer edges of where, okay, so this is where magic ends for me. Or this is where I notice it ends for the world. And then we open up spaces 
to allow more. Now that might seem very undefined because it kind of is. <laughs> but you can do that for you. Right now, you can go and ask yourself, where's the outer edges? Like, where does magic stop for me? Because the thing is, magic truly is infinite. It A lot of what I love movies of magic and, and, you know, the books. And I told you about that a little bit. But what I have noticed is all of them have limitation built in. It's almost to make it more believable, I guess. Like... Um, a limited amount of energy, a limited amount of power, um, potency, all of these things. There's always diminishment in it. My point of view is there's no diminishment in magic. There's no end to it. If you can dream it, it can be. It is true. It is possible. The moment you dream something, and I don't mean like, having a literal dream. Oh, it can be that too. I mean, the moment you can get a sense of a possibility, it already exists or you wouldn't have a sense of it. You can only sense that which exists. So the moment you have a sense of some miraculous possibility, it now exists. And you might be the only one in the world that can sense that possibility, that particular possibility, you might be the only one that can sense it. So then you might be the one that's there to bring it into the world. There's a really great, let's talk about, we're talking about movies. There's a really great uh, movie called The Guardians, I believe. And it's like the guardians of childhood, it's like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and all these things. And there's a character there, Jack Frost, and no one can, other than the other magical folk, no one can see him, no one can perceive him, no one knows he exists. Until one day, one boy does. And after that, everyone could see him. All the kids could anyways. <laughs> All the, all the magic believers. What if that's you with the possibilities that you perceive, the magic that you're aware of? You are that little boy that is bringing into this reality that magic. I was told a lot when I was a kid to be realistic. Be realistic. That's not going to work. You can't do that. You can't choose that. You can't be that. I was a good little girl. And I, I was like, okay, okay, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I believed them. Until I woke up. And then I couldn't believe them anymore because I realized, wow, that was that was their limitation. They couldn't perceive what I could perceive. So their desire to protect me was to make sure I knew that it wasn't possible. 
Isn't that interesting? What if truly, truly, truly anything is possible, no matter how bizarre, wacky, wonderful, beautiful it is. And it's, it's often the beautiful things, the things that are so miraculous, that are so like, it's, it would be my total dream come true if that actualized, that we go, if it's that expansive and that miraculous, then it must not be true. Because it doesn't have that sense of solidity, that sense of limitation that we start to believe is what real is. So what's real for you? How do you know something's real? How do you know when something's a fantasy? And what you bought, what makes something real? Is that even true? Is that true for you? See, I knew when I was a kid, I had, uh, you know, imaginary friends. I had two young guys. And uh, we'd hang out, we'd chat, we would, I knew their names, I could tell you what they look like, kind of an idea of what the clothing that they would wear. Um, I even remember the day that they said goodbye to me. That was real. Now, of course, my parents called it imaginary friends, and I learned what imaginary means. And imaginary means you imagined it, and it means that it's not real. And so for a long time, I put that into, oh, the not real category. Again, until I woke up, and I started to dive into this weird and wacky world of access consciousness. And I accessed my own consciousness and discovered that they were disembodied beings that I was communicating with. But I may have gone my whole life thinking that that was just imaginary. I always dreamed of being an author and I wrote my first book when I was seven. <laughs> my dad laminated it and put it into a little thing. It's really cute. But when it came to like real life stuff, when I wanted to be an author, I was told it's not realistic. That's not a career. These were just points of view that other people had based on their own experiences or what they were told. And I believed them until now I've published four times. So is, but I put it into, oh, that's just an imaginary life. That's not, that's not real. Real means limitation. Real means hard work. Real means difficulty. That's real. You can prove that it's true, that it's solid. That's real. What is real to you? What does real mean to you? Sometimes I'll have these moments now, years later, where my life is truly so fantastical. 
it's moment after moment of unreal encounters, unreal magics and miracles that I almost forget what it's like to be in that solid realm. That world that I thought was real, that I had to make myself fit into. That fantastical living, that living as if by magic. That's what the membership's called, as if by magic. And the reason it's called that, it's what if truly everything in your life could show up as if by magic? What if your world, your living, was a multitude of magical occurrences? such ease, joy, and glory that it was unbelievable. But you don't have to believe something to have something. You don't have to believe something to live something. Belief actually is, is a lesser way of being than knowing. Belief often requires some sort of blind faith attached to it. Like, I'll believe it, even though I can't touch it, I can't taste it. I have my beliefs. But when you know something, and you truly allow yourself to know it, well, then it's a part of you. No one can take that away except for you. And it's a lot of hard work to really, like, tear apart your knowing. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Maybe you know too. So what do you know about living as if by magic? What do you know about a world of magic? And what is magic to you? I know what magic is to me, but I don't even want to say, not in this episode, because I'm curious for you to explore it for you. Is magic like, you know, Lord of the Rings with items imbued with stuff and, and dragons and, I don't know, all the, all the wonderful stuff, things, the, you know, the elven armor and the, uh, <clears throat> the wells. Is magic to you just ease of living? Elegance. Is magic to you teleportation, telekinesis? Is it walking through walls? Is it in that realm? Is it all of it? What is magic? What do you know magic is? What possibilities for magic have you perceived? We're going back to that perception thing again. What possibilities with magic on planet Earth have you perceived that you could contribute to bringing here for us all? I think of the movie Avatar. I love it. I highly recommend it. I can't wait to see number two. They have this mother tree, right? This incredible tree that communicates dynamically to all of the bodies of that Earth. And you can connect to it 
the body. Someone dreamed that up. Someone wrote that story and they had that idea. Imagine there was this tree that had roots that stretched forever and this tree could hold the beings that wanted to be held in it. This tree could cultivate communion between the people. This tree could do all of these things, right? Someone had that. Now you could say, oh, they have a good imagination. They imagine this idea, this concept. My point of view is if they had that idea, that tree exists somewhere. Would we like to have that here on planet Earth? I would. <laughs> I would love to have a tree that I could engage with in that way. What would you bring here if you could? What would you actualize on planet Earth if you could? Without consequence, without... needing any permission. What magic would you bring here? Now here's the second little piece. If you can perceive it, if you can bring it here, What if you acknowledge the magic that you are, that even allowed you? I'm whispering, so I'm coming closer to the mic. I'm whispering to you. What if you truly acknowledge the magic that you are, that allows this magic to come here? What if you're way more magical than you've ever acknowledged? because it doesn't always look how we suppose it should look. Like the kid that's talking telepathically to his parents and his parents never respond. It's not that the magic didn't happen. It's that it wasn't acknowledged. Sometimes you have to acknowledge it because others can't. So I would like to acknowledge the magic in you, the magic that no one else could. <laughs> the magic that maybe even you've been hiding from you because it couldn't be, not you, couldn't be. What if it is? What if you're that key? What if you're that catalyst, that possibility? What if you're that dreamer? <laughs> the world's been waiting for. I would love a more magical world for us all. So I encourage you, would you dream more? you go to the outside edges of where magic ends for you and go 
and beyond that. To open up spaces where magic can be. Would you acknowledge every little magical thing that shows up big, small, beyond this reality? And acknowledge the possibilities as true. Don't put them in the fantasy category. Don't put them in the unbelievable category, even if it is unbelievable. Put them in the all possible category. And then what if you chose some of those possibilities? Thank you for exploring with me today. Thank you for going on a little magic adventure. What's possible, it's truly possible with this earth, with this world that we have been believing for so long is not possible. But it is. We're going to create it. See you on the next episode. Thank you for exploring the curious universe with me. Your curiosity matters. And what if together we could create a greater curious world.